fisting, fighting, fucking crying, drinking, squirting, judging, ranting, camping, riding, thinking, scheming. This is the way, it's the way that we live. It's the way that we live. And I Hi, I am... Hi. Hi, I'm Reese. And I'm Carly. And this is Tell and Back. back. No one can see them. I do arms every time I say Tell and Back. I do something with my arms. I do some sort of arm gesture every single time. Have you, I don't know if you've noticed, but I've now noticed Uh, and now I hate it. No, because I'm self absorbed in that moment. Is your FaceTime just your own face and then no one else's face? No, it's just your faces. I can't see, I don't want to see myself. I but, can't see my face. So you're, I'm little. I'm in the corner. Okay. But I mean, I'm thinking like I'm you're in my thi- own okay. head about to Alan, to Alan back, you know? You're thinking about how you want to say it. Actually, no. I want to take that back because I was like, why don't I notice that? <laughs> and the reason is that um, I think the reason is that you say it so far after I say it on my end. Oh, because you know? of the that I'm delay. Like, that I'm like looking at my notes by then. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, good well, to know, I guess. I don't know. Good to see you, you as guys- well, Reese. Listen, I've noticed it every time. I just don't want Carly to feel <laughs> creeped out by my <laughs> constant observations of her arm movements because that's weird. Well, this know? is this one's off to a great start as per usual. Yeah, we're killing it already. It's a Friday night. It's a Friday night. This is when we record podcasts in 2020 because we can't go anywhere. <laughs> that's hilarious. Like me thinking I actually would be somewhere. But now <laughs> after having had to be at home for so yeah, long all i want to do is go somewhere i'd go anywhere i'm gonna stop turning down invitations to things for real yeah i'm gonna try i don't know we'll see what happens let's see let's cross that bridge when we get to it today's a really exciting episode what yes. an exciting time for everyone involved mm-hmm. it's time for the, the cinema we're gonna see cinema we're gonna see the made. cinema it, the meta of a television show about the yes. making of a film the film of which mm-hmm. is about the television show it's mm-hmm. layers so there's layers here yeah, like a layer, like a several layer cake, which they probably sell at Shebar because they have every pastry in the world at Shebar. Well, yeah. Well, they're trying to run kid out of business and that's yeah, how they're going to do work. it with pastries. It's not going to work. No, I agree. It's not going to work. Um, before we get any further into episode 506, which is what we'll be discussing today, we need to introduce our very special guest. Yay. Our guest today is a writer. She's a comedian. She is definitely one of the funniest people I've ever met. And she's also an Emmy nominee. Hello and welcome to the show, Laura Ashley Smith. Hello. Hi. Oh my God. Hi. This is so exciting. I'm so excited to be here. I am so excited to talk about the L word. (laughs) I'm thrilled. That warms my cold, dead heart. So what are you going to win your Emmy for? For the L word, tell the yeah, tell the people at home wh- what your Emmy's going to come from. Is it for the L word? Yes, um, I did create yeah. the L word under um, oh a God. different name. Yeah, so oh, oh my God, that's so cool. Prolific, that's really cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's like a delayed Emmy because mm-hmm. it's like that now the secrets out. Yeah, they were like, oh yes, yes, yes. Right. Yeah. Incredible. That's cool. Mm-hmm. No that one's ever done happened. that before. Right. No, it's new. Well, it's pretty special. That's amazing. So, okay, tell our listeners a little about you. Yeah. Um, I am a writer. I'm the head writer and co-executive producer of a Black Lady Sketch show on HBO. I, oh, thanks. Oh, I, my God, so much. 
I lived in New York for a long time. I recently moved to Los Angeles um, to do the show. And, you know, my wife moved here at the end of 2019. And so she's most of what she's seen of Los Angeles has been inside the house. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, God, I hadn't put that together. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, she moved here like at the end of October. And then of course the holidays, so we're gone. And right. then um, in March, her job was like, even in February, they were like, this COVID thing might, we're going to just have people start working from home. So she was working from home like four weeks before we all had to start. So oh, wow. she's like really been inside. She's been very inside. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Well, being inside here is probably better than being inside in New York. Yeah, totally. I'm, I feel... I mean, I feel very lucky that we're we have more space here and yeah. more the, the yeah. weather is nice and we have a little bit of outdoor space and um it's been it's been nice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely better. Okay, so the first question we love to ask our guests is what is your L word origin story? What are the circumstances in your life upon which you first watched the show? I first became aware of the show through um, some friends. Like, I think I truly realized in my early, early 20s, even probably maybe when I was 19, like, I think I might be a little bit queer or gay. So I truly just, like, started Googling, like, lesbian and came to, (laughs) like, I was like, well, what is lesbian? I don't know. And then I found the L word. Pretty much. And I it and was a, like, Ugh. and I like definitely did not have showtime or anything because I didn't have any premium channels on my cable. And so I would download or like illegally watch the episodes on like some T I think it was called TVlinks.com or something. <laughs> and you could people would rip and stream the episodes. Oh so God. I just remember because I didn't really have a big social life, like my friends and I got into it. And so mm-hmm. I just would watch the L word and I think I started late, so I had enough to catch up to. Mm-hmm. And then I started like going to like watch parties at a place called Caddyshack. I think they used to have oh, watch parties. Oh, yes. Um yeah, we, we are familiar with Caddyshack. We are familiar with watching L Word in a bar where you can't really hear any of the dialogue, but you're uh-uh. with everyone you've ever met in your time. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh my God. Um, what was what was your impression of the show? What were did you have any favorite characters? Anything like that? I really loved Bet and I loved Tasha. I mm-hmm. just love I I love like a Bet's like career driven um Mm -hmm. vibe and I just found her to be the most relatable to me which is probably like not a good reflection of how I see myself um but yeah I just really liked it and I also like had at that time never been to Los Angeles I don't think and so it helped shape like that really was my first maybe that and entourage were the only ways that I understood like what LA was like it shaped Mm -hmm. my expectations of the city in a huge way oh then you got here and saw what it was actually like yeah (laughs) Yeah. you're like yeah like oh we're just sitting in our cars all the time cool Mm -hmm. today we'll be discussing episode 506 entitled lights camera action that is three exclamation points one after each word it made me immediately think of love, valor, compassion in the, t- in the like the the title with the punctuation. Anyway, uh, written and directed by Eileen Shaken. Oh, it's written and directed by Eileen Shaken. Mm-hmm. It sure was interesting. Yeah, our fave. 
So the reason it's called this is because they're filming a, uh, a film. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. So it's like, and that's what you say when you're filming a film. Always. Every time, right? Always. I'm. You're like lights, camera, action. Then everyone's like, everyone starts actioning. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right? That's how it is. As as a person who has been on a set, I can mm-hmm. tell a you that that is film set experience. A yeah. person of set experience. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm excited that we have another person of set experience here. We have foreign and um, Emmy nominated. And yeah. you, you know what I will say? I had not watched this. I don't think, I think it was interesting to watch it because I certainly watched it before I was ever on a set, like mm-hmm. a uh-huh. film set. And <laughs> then I haven't watched it in a while. And so seeing it with new eyes, I have some thoughts. Excellent. <laughs> I also have some thoughts and I'm so excited for us to discuss our thoughts. This episode originally aired February 10th, 2008. Wow. So we probably saw it together. All right. Should we get into it? Yeah, let's get into it. So we open with peeing. <laughs> we open with, um, uh, we're on a film set that kind of looks like a, like a theater, like a really, like a dark theater set. And um, someone is pretending to pee. And she says, are you going to shoot the pee stream? I think is the first line. It's a great opening to anything. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's Nina. Right. Yes. Nina. Not to be confused with Tina. Never. Never confused the two. <laughs> no. 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 Um, so they're just like rehearsing. Yeah. They're, jeans. they're rehearsing this scene. And it is like terribly painful to watch. Mm-hmm. It's like Bev and Nina. It's a recreation of the first scene from the pilot, except worse, um, <laughs> which is hard, which is saying a, a lot. It is saying you know a what lot. I mean? Bev comes in because Nina is ovulating, but she like gives her like a kiss, like like it's like a, a gross like man tries to kiss you on the cheek and you're like you re- <laughs> like recoil like it was like kind of like that and then jenny is like wow you guys are terrible okay so you are going to look at her and you're gonna take her and you're gonna throw her up against the sink bam and you're gonna look look at her with passion and then you don't worry i won't kiss you you're gonna take her and you're gonna kiss her with tongue and then I want you to reach down and then I want you to finger fuck her and give her the best fucking orgasm ever. Go for it. Oh, you mean with my hand? Yeah. Unless you have some other apparatus that I don't know about. <clears throat> How exciting, you're ovulating. I'm ovulating. Let's make a baby. That's okay. Okay. Wow, it looks like you guys are sort of doing like a dance. You better see my hand. I'd like to. Might be nice if you look like you're actually giving her pleasure rather than moving furniture. I mean, wow. You you could never know that Jenny's a first-time director. (laughs) (laughs) What a horrible, horrible director. It was so uncomfortable. I was oh like, this is a violation of so many, um, so many things. standards and also rules that I just was so immediately uncomfortable with the yep. dynamic between her, Adele, the actors, all of it was just so awkward. It was so awful. <laughs> 
Like, it's also like, why did they hire straight actors? Yeah. The the cast, I'm still angry about how they cast lay girls. Um, yeah. And I'm still very angry that Jenny gets to direct it. Um, she <laughs> should barely have written it, but whatever. Yeah. Um, Wouldn't they have had to do like a chemistry read, Bev and Nina? Yes. If I were directing a feature and I was casting yes. said feature, it would be very important to make sure that your leads who are supposed to be married have a uh-huh. lot of great chemistry together. I will yeah. say, I think it was actually very smart and interesting for them to have Bev and Nina have these characters be played by these straight women, because that to me was the commentary they were trying to make in the episode of like mm-hmm. how, you know, you, the business is a business ultimately. And like, you know, it's, I thought that that was like, as crazy as it drove me, I was like, I mean, <laughs> it makes sense. Yeah. It's such a like very common, like, thing that happens in film and television and has been going on for such a long time and people are still doing it. Mm-hmm. But, the, still and, but the best part is that the L word did it. <laughs> yes. Yes, it did. You know, cause I was like, is this a parody of your actual rehearsals yeah. <laughs> or not? You know, I was just curious about that. Jennifer Beals is straight, but then um, Jenny says she's going to get them a lesbian sex coach. So that'll be nice. You know what was weird about that cold open is that because, again, I've seen this many times, but the way that she (laughs) said it, it made it seem like it was teeing it up for us to see it later in the episode and it never came back. But it did seem like, oh, I'm absolutely going to see the the promise of that, you know, the fruit (laughs) come to fruition. And it didn't. I was so surprised by that. Yeah. It made me think of Susie Bright. And I was like, oh, they're, they're going to have some like 90s expert come in here, you know, and be like, all right, ladies, like in her scarf, you know, but they didn't do She's that. Like a scarf and like those like cat eye glasses. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Yeah. It smells like hummus and bagels. <laughs> I, so. I was just like, I was just like, please get an intimacy coordinator. And then yeah. she said like lesbian sex coach. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Cl- yeah. Close. I guess we're, we're, that's yeah. better than what you're doing right now. Right. Um, which is being like so mean to your character. And inappropriate. Deeply so inappropriate. I was like, oh my God. I guess in the story of Jenny and her like descent into mania or whatever is happening mm-hmm. to her this season, it's like, that's funny. It set the table for sure. For sure. Yeah. But if you watching it when it just like started playing and I was watching it and now I haven't seen this in like 10 years. And so I'm watching it. I'm like, oh, I've like, been in the this business i've been on sets now and i'm like oh my god <laughs> like horrified horrified i just think that everyone should be fired that's my my takeaway from the cold Blanket. open is fire everyone wow speaking of fires um shane's trying to put one out when she goes to good she segue bar. <laughs> yeah yeah that was good. she goes to she bar to apologize um, and to make things nice so that um, Don and Cindy won't try to ruin the planet and everything that we've all worked for for all of these years. But um, Don is not going to go down easy. She wants Jenny to film her film at Shebar. Yes. Which she tells Shane, which is yeah. helpful in some way, I mm-hmm. guess. I wrote down in my notes about this. I said the ask is both oversized and also too little. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I just was like, it's too big of an ass, but also reach higher. Like, yes, it absolutely. Just felt not thought out on Don Denbo's part. 
Well, you know, mm. Don Tenbo strikes me. She strikes me as someone who's a bit impulsive and doesn't necessarily mm. put a lot of thought into mm-hmm. her big plans. She says that they are going to play the planet $50,000 a day. And she calls it that wannabe peach pit of a shithole, which I appreciated because whenever they do night concerts, we call it the planet after dark. And that's because of the peach pit after dark on mm-hmm. Beverly Hills. I know too. I know. Exactly. Thank you. She also wants them to use Shebar as the location and also to call it call Shebar. It Shebar. Like change the script away from Pluto Cafe, which is the worst name for a cafe. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. That's the Tomorrowland Cafe. It stands yeah. to reason, again, going to your point of Don being impulsive, it's like Don knows enough to know about the benefit of using a place as a location, but not enough to know that you can't use the actual name of the place. And no. you would think if she knew that it was the Pluto Cafe and the script, because she somehow, which we'll get to it, got the script right. to the movie and read uh-huh. yes. But she thinks, okay, they weren't even calling it the planet, but let's have them call it Shebar. It's not going to fly. There's so many leaps in logic there. Yeah. Wait, why can you not use the name... Is that like a well? M- it's like movie rule? the way that like Jenny changed Bet to Bev and Tina to Nina yeah. and all that stuff to make it not just fully her ripping their lives fictional. off. Fictional, fictional. <laughs> Generally, on TV and in films, depending on the type of place, if a place actually exists and it's a fic- work of fiction, you can't use the exact name. So if you want to like you know have a movie that is about somebody who goes to get like Subway sandwiches. It's going to be a tough ask to make it actually Subway in the movie. Yeah. So this is uh, not the best plan of revenge. No. uh, That I've ever seen. Also, Cindy's just still trying to get it. Ching. Ching. What? Call me. Bless her heart. Love her, Cindy. Cindy has no subtlety not a subtle bone in her body. No, she does not. Wait, where did Dawn get the 50K a day information from also? That's what I wanted to know. Because, like, I get that, like, someone gives her the sides for an audition, which we learn later. Like, that's but, one like, thing. Yeah. But, like, budget? how do you get the location? Like, a one, <laughs> a single location budget? I mean, she's really like, mean. Just by being she mean? Could, she was probably just went and was really mean to someone. And it's just learned? Yeah, she got some the person in charge of the budget. She got the person in charge of the budget to go to her house, had her girlfriend seduce her, got she mad at that person. She seduced the line and producer. Then said, <laughs> and then said, yeah, seduced the line producer. And then she said, if I'm going to tell entertainment tonight or if you don't give me the budget. <laughs> and the person's married, so she's like, okay, fine, I'll give you the budget because I don't want you to blow my life up. Solid plan. And the line producer is uh, like a very famous line producer. Right. That uh-huh. Yeah. Entertainment well Tonight, of course, would yes. want that. Da, 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 da. Exactly. Big news, yeah. Exactly. yeah that, Big news. That's producer, key to the plan. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. It's time for sadness. Okay, now it's very sad. Everything that has happening mama. right now is really sad. Mama. Alice is packing a bag. But it's not her bag. It's Tasha's bag. Can I yeah. ask you something? Is this Is this a common practice, like for someone to pack up the other person's stuff. I've seen a box, but like a, a roller bag, like, is that a thing? Cause I'm <laughs> truly wondering, I've not experienced it. My guess was that that was Tasha's luggage. That was there for some reason. Tasha said, but I'm going to give it, it back it. to you. Yeah. Oh, cause I think that's a move. Oh, like, that move is I'm going to pack it in my suitcase. So, so then I get to see you it. at least oh, one more time. Shit. Okay. That part went completely over my head and I'm really glad we're discussing yeah. it now. Oh my God. Yeah. Usually it's like a box or a 
I don't know, yeah. a trash bag? Yeah, something. <laughs> like, or a dead bag, like a Target bag. Target bag, yeah. A reusable yeah. shopper. She mm-hmm. packed yeah. her up in a way bag and was like, I need it back by my next weekend trip. So I guess <laughs> yeah, this costs $700. Yeah. Please return. Thank you. This is from the Toomey store. <laughs> <laughs> so Tasha shows up and it's really sad. Alice apologizes for fucking up her life. And Tasha's like, I was already gay, so it's fine. But also... Alice definitely fucked up her life. 100%. (laughs) She respected 0.00 of Tasha's boundaries with regards to her career and her level of outness. And um, this is what happens. This is is like not entirely Alice's fault, but she had a very major hand in what she was definitely at the wheel for a lot of it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, she was at the wheel of the car that she drove into the army base to have exactly. a lover's quarrel, which exactly. is not exactly. allowed, you know, just it's not right, allowed. right into the base. When I see someone behaving like that, I'm like, wow, they really need a volunteer opportunity. They need something to take up their time. <laughs> yeah, little big brothers, big sisters. Someone who is, who is a community being, garden, who is being of service to this world red cross doesn't have the time to roll up onto the base in that fashion i was just gonna say she needs a therapist but that's good i feel like she does need a place to put all this extra energy yeah yeah (laughs) well luckily she's got a call um she's gonna audition to replace rosie o'donnell on the view (laughs) or whatever the l word version of it is it's basically yeah it's called the it's called the look and um, I wish there was for a some show reason, called Alice. Alice isn't excited about it. And this felt to me, I mean, this would be way too deep for Eileen Shake and she doesn't get this complicated, but it almost felt to me like Alice was trying to appease or like trying to appeal to Tasha by being like, yeah, I don't want to be like out and proud on TV thinking that Tasha would think like, oh, yeah, we, maybe I, I we thought are that more too. in common. I totally thought that yeah? too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I so thought that's what she's doing. What but then Tasha's like, yeah. but then Tasha's like, what? Why would you turn that down? Well, yeah, because like, duh. <laughs> Yeah, right. it's a big opportunity. She like knows her well enough to know that, of course, she should do it. And of course, she's exci- going to be excited about it or whatever. Anyway, that didn't work. And Tasha leaves. But we all know they're going to get back together. So it's like, whatever. Yeah, which is good because um, not having Tasha on the show is bad. Like, it is bad. Her. We need we her We need here. Tasha yeah, we on need the her. show. We need her. She mm-hmm. we need her bone structure mm-hmm. and her. Yep face her voice her whole presence all of it her arms her arms her motorcycle leather jacket it's very important that we have tasha around so Mm -hmm. alice hurry this shit up get her back yeah don't worry she'll be back in the next episode oh good thank goodness then we cut and as soon as you see the pan (laughs) and you see the tofu or whatever the fuck the chicken in the, the pan bell peppers the or the pan, the yeah. bell peppers in the pan you know exactly where this is going yep. you know that this is the legendary stir fry sex scene <laughs> starring Bet and tina who are soulmates who are meant to be together forever and this is one of the top Bet and tina sex scenes wow of all time according to the experts on the tibet forums wow. and let me tell you I watched this with my wife and we were both so scandalized and (laughs) absolutely freaked out by the scene for some reason. It just felt so uncomfortable. We were, and this is something we've watched hundreds of times together. We love the Uh show, love celebrate the show, 
But for whatever reason, that scene hit us so wrong. And I was like, I, I need this to be over ASAP. Well, it was pretty long. It is very long. I'll say that's the first thing I will say. But that was great for all the Ben and Tina fans at home. It is the longest scene. Tina comes over very thirsty. Kit has taken Angie to Disneyland. And then there's a, a part where Tina's like, Ben, turn around. <laughs> but like, she's just standing there. They're just in the kitchen. It's not that big of a kitchen. Like, Bet already knows It's not like Diane there. Keaton's kitchen. It's, it's <laughs> Bet's kitchen. It's a normal size kitchen. <laughs> Their eyes did so much acting in this scene. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So much discussion in the eyes. Yeah. If I tell someone to turn around or someone tells me to turn around, I want to turn around and they are wearing a clown wig or like they that's fine. Like have food all over their face. Like turn around. There you are. Just where you were 10 seconds ago. And I just now saw you. I know you're there. I know you're there. Yeah. I was just there. I'm making a stir fry. What are you doing? (laughs) Exactly. And Tina's like, I know you don't want to hurt Jody. And then they just go for it. They really go for it. The stir fry is still on the stove. That, I wrote that down. That's a problem. That's a real boiling problem. Boiling water is boiling on the stove. That's not good. You should not leave things on the stove when you're doing other things, especially sex. Also, not to get super nitpicky, but just I feel like I'm watching this as a much older wiser person than I was before yeah. yep. and I don't have children but I have never heard any of my friends who are parents talk about making stir fry for their toddlers like that's not something like that hits right? a, a toddler's palate in the way like they're making like spaghetti and like yeah. Yeah. you know I don't see a lot of people doing like prep cooking like chopping bell peppers and sauteing <laughs> onions for, for children who've just for returned from toddler. Disneyland. But yeah. that is very bad, though. It is very bad. I just, that struck it, yeah. me Yeah, it is extremely odd. bad. But it is also yeah. very odd. Like, she has Angie's puzzles made by, like, world-renowned <laughs> contemporary artists, yeah. you know? And she's like, my baby's eating stir-fry. Right. Except not today, because it's all going to burn. Right. Her whole kitchen would be on fire. Also, she's coming from Disneyland. I certainly hope Kit got her all sorts of delicious treats at Disneyland. Yeah, she better have gotten a corn dog. Don't go to Disneyland and not have all those treats. That's half yeah. of why you go there. She's like sweating her ass off at Disneyland and <laughs> yeah. coming home to a nice salty stir fry. The child is so dehydrated. Oh my God. Who doesn't love a nice hot, piping hot, hot bowl of <laughs> stir fry when you've been out in the sun all day? And all the water is gone because she's basically going to let it boil into vapor while right. they're having sex, sexuals on the, on the beds. And... Tina is doing, she basically does, she tops bet and she does to bet what Brenda did to her in their sex scene. She's, look at Tina learning. Tina's learning. Yeah, We're Tina's like, it. I learned a new sex thing, you know? <laughs> She's like, I'm different from the last time we did this. Mm-hmm. Look at me. Yeah, which is honestly real, but also um, everyone had nice lingerie. I thought that um, their outfits in this scene were so dumb. And I'm really, I was happy when they (laughs) took them off, removed them. And then they had like really pretty like lingerie. And I was like, great. Could we talk about the music? Uh, It was bad. That's all I have to say. I I probably should have checked. It into your discomfort with the scene. It definitely did. Yeah, it was like sort of like a music festival to Sheraton, lesbian (laughs) music festival type vibe which is fine like I love I love lesbian folk rock music it's my favorite genre but I don't want to like have sex to like a third tier lesbian folk rock musicians like 
it was like a local version of a Lilith Fair. Yeah. Yeah. It. Yeah. yeah. It, and it was, it was, it was very bad sex music. It was, yeah, it was very bad. It did not like set the mood by right any means. It was like, like a real, like a masseuse might have it playing if you're going in and she's like sort of like a, like she does oils also, you know? Oh, like essential oils. Yeah. She also does essential oils, essential you know? So now we cut to the super fun location scout. Um, at first I was like, this why is, is meta? Obviously. Oh my God. The most meta scene ever. I was like, why is Jenny wearing rain boots? And then I realized that she's supposed she's to in be Vancouver. in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved her outfit. It was terrible. And I loved it. Yeah, it was, I loved it. Everything wrong with it. It was right. Yeah. So she starts screaming about how Vancouver does not pass as L.A. Vancouver doesn't pass as L.A. And I am not going to shoot here in this waterlogged provincial little city. And it was a complete waste of my time to come here when I should have been back in L.A. prepping for my first day of shooting on Monday. All right. Very funny. (laughs) And uh, just incredible. Um, It made this scene made me miss going on locations. (laughs) So this is where I'm getting to my thoughts, which is that yeah. I felt very validated by how accurate the production stuff looked. Like the van, the, the van. all of it was very accurate. And yeah. I rarely, like, I feel like I'm very much a stickler for how um, Black Church is shown on TV. And I think a lot of people get it wrong in movies mm-hmm. and TV a lot. Like it just never is quite right. And I feel like um Hollywood is that way too and this totally. I felt like it was very accurate and I was shocked I was like I've been in that van yeah and I'm sure that yeah. my preset self was like they couldn't even get like a fancy car to like make this totally. look like a, an actual director but now I know you don't drive around in a freaking Lincoln town car to location scout <laughs> you do not you all pile into two giant vans <laughs> And the look like the location scout person. I don't know who that. Well, probably the location is, she, manager. She stands up to Jenny better than anyone has before or since. Jenny is being entirely abusive. Like this is one hundred percent. This is mm-hmm. not okay. I was horrified watching this. She, was she throws just, her phone and gives her a double middle finger, like not even one but two dancing ones. <laughs> two. Like oh my god, not one but two. They're two for one right now. Jenny middle yeah. fingers. And this is, we also see that Adele is scheming. Mm-hmm. Yes. I took the Liberty. Yeah. She took mm-hmm. the Liberty. That's where it starts. It starts with taking the Liberty. That's where it starts. And then it just spirals out of control. And then before you know it. So Jenny's still trying to quit smoking. She's still on the Nicorette gum. Mm-hmm. Saw that here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she just gets a text from William. Uh huh. Replying to Adele's fake text. And he's like, Uh we just secured financing. Of course we're shooting in LA. See you on set Monday morning. I'm like, wait, what? Like you're so, okay. Your location manager and your director, at least probably more are in Vancouver in this scene. Uh What, how are you shooting on Monday? Monday. I'm assuming this is a week, the weekend or like a Friday or something. Like it's a Saturday. She says I'm working on Saturday. And so, and so are you. Yes. So how? What? Well, I think <laughs> rather than it being any kind of like inaccuracy, it speaks to the lack of um, talent and ability of the director, Jennifer Schechter. I love <laughs> that because you are right. Because that's true. You can pull a shoot together in a very short period of time. I'm sure you have seen huge, massive productions come together in an amount of time that seems wildly inappropriate. 
Jenny is just really, really, really bad at this. She's a horrible it's, director. It's painful to watch <laughs> someone be so bad at directing. It hurts me in my soul in a very serious way. I realize she is a fictional character. Jenny's so excited that now they can film in L.A. that she wants to go to the mall. She wants to give Adele a makeover. They're going to go to the mall. And then she's suddenly very nice to the location manager. And she's like, take us where all the like hip Vancouverites shop or whatever the fuck she said. Yeah. And they do go to that's a mall in Vancouver. They sure go to it. It's a beautiful mall. A huge mall. It is a beautiful mall. Yeah. Uh, So we go to Phyllis's office. Remember Phyllis? Um, Mm -hmm. And Joyce is here. Remember Joyce? Um, Uh And this is actually pretty. This is a great Joyce moment because Uh Phyllis called her. She wants advice on the case her divorce, impending divorce with Leonard and Joyce. She's ready. She comes in yeah. with a stack of documents. She is she's, yeah, she's a big pitching herself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She is like, let's do this. We're going to counter Sue. I'm not here to give you a recommendation. I am here to be your lawyer. And I was like, yeah. well, Joyce, you make a very strong argument. Joyce said, I'm not going to let my heartbreak get in the way Mm-mm. of this bag. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> my money. You know, if there's one thing Joyce loves more than the ladies, it's making money. Money. (laughs) So then we have an incredible Vancouver shopping montage. Mm -hmm. I love a shopping montage. I love a shopping montage so much. I would my criticism for this one is that it's not really like fast paced enough to be a proper fashion montage. But I did enjoy it. But that would be enough outfits. We didn't get to see enough outfits. Like I wanted to see the shopper get the outfits, outfit, outfit, outfit. We saw like what? Two dresses. A little bit of dialogue. Outfit, outfit, outfit. You know? Yeah. I felt like um, the scene, like, we were on one accord because just as I was like, how much is Jenny making on this movie? She said, it's coming out of the wardrobe budget. Like, it was the second Uh I had the thought because I was like, there's no way. And then the dialogue filled in the blank for me immediately and it was perfect. Also taking the wardrobe budget and using it on your assistant. Are you crazy? Like, what are you doing? This is why first-time directors don't get to direct things. It's Jennifer Schechter's fault. She also leaves the mall in new boots of her own. Like she yes. enters in red boots and she leaves in black boots. So Jenny also did a little bit of her own mm-hmm. shopping. You can't come to Vancouver and not buy some boots. Yeah. Can I can't. ask you a question? Yeah. Do you all think that um, Adele's original intention was for the David Yerman jewel to be hers. And then when she saw Jenny wasn't going for it, she pivoted to Nikki Stevens or it was a manipulative move at the outset. That is a good question. I thought it was a manipulative move at the outset because Adele is shipping Jenny and Nikki so hard for some reason. Mm. Mm -hmm. But also it could have been a quick change. I know it's hard. It, it's so hard to read her because she's such a scammer. Yeah. Unreadable. Yeah. I couldn't figure it out. Yeah. I definitely think either is just as likely. So they have a personal shopper. She tries on a billion things. Jenny says the applique on the back of your jeans um, was declared an abomination by the Geneva Convention. You gotta burn them after we buy jeans. Come on. <laughs> it was kind of funny. Um, <laughs> And we find out that Adele's the only one who knows about Jenny and Nikki. And, um, and she's going to be real discreet with that information. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She says everyone always falls in love with the director, which um, isn't true. No, that is not <laughs> I true. Don't think. I don't think that's true. Um, it's not. So if you're the director, don't assume that everyone's in love with you. 
Okay. I do assume everyone is in love with me when I'm on set, but that's my own shit. I don't think it's like a, a rule. And again, here we have the weird thing with like the glasses that Adele's wearing were not cool at the time, but now they're really cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like when they took off her glasses, I was like, put them back put on. Put yeah. cool with the glasses Those on. Those are such what are you cute doing? glasses. Put them back on. Yeah. Anyway, they buy a bazillion things. They buy so many things. They buy everything in the store. Yeah, they great. bought everything. They walk out like pretty women with a million All bags, the bags, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was great. Speaking of bat, um, speaking of, are you really trying to segue from a shopping, a hilarious shopping montage into Alice sobbing? Because I don't no. know that if there's a way to do it, I can't do it. If I anyone can do it. do it, you can do it. But I, I can't do it. I can't do it. I don't know. Um, if there's a way. I found a way. Oh my god! Oh, what? Oh, Tell oh, us. Okay. Oh my god. So the bags that they're carrying out, they like went the extra mile and like put like the beautiful tissue paper coming out of the top. Yeah. Speaking of yeah. tissue paper, <gasps> we cut to Alice Ooh, sobbing in bed with Holy a shit. box of tissues. See, that's bravo, Emmy worthy. That's what <laughs> that is. That's yeah. I think you're gonna win. You're gonna win. That's the how Emmy. you write a segue. So this whole scene is just Alice sobbing. That's the it's scene. It's just Alice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, to, <laughs> to her credit, that heartbreak, that real yeah. heartbreak sob was yeah. like, I felt it. I was like, I feel you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, good job, Leisha Haley. Great yeah. acting. But the scene is just her sobbing. It's just her sobbing. Yeah. Just so we know where she is emotionally. Just to check yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. it. Bad. She's low. She's still On not doing good. one to 10, she's not well. No. Unwell. Over at Tina's, um, Tina wants pancakes, uh, but they're out of milk. I don't think you need milk to make pancakes. <laughs> uh, it depends on the recipe. Yeah. Yeah. But you could adjust it. Yes, you could. She just wants an excuse to call Mama B um, and ask her to meet them at the planet for pancakes. But Beck can't go because she's with Jody, her actual girlfriend. <laughs> Jody is wearing the comfiest looking robe. The fluffiest robe I've ever I was seen. like, this is a spa hotel robe. What spa yes. or hotel did you steal this robe from, Jody? Bet's house has amazing amenities. Ugh, the amenities at Bet's house are lush. It does. I mean, the pool, for starters. Yes, the pool that the neighbors can just jump in anytime they want. That's fun. Anytime they want to. Where does Tina live now? Have we ever established it where she matter. is living? I was like, is this a corporate no. hotel? Like, what is happening? I was like, where is I she? I couldn't tell if it was her house. Where is this? Where is she? So this is probably where she's been living since she left Bet for Henry. But this isn't the same, like, shitty, weird apartment that Bet got her no. when she was pregnant. This is a different place because it doesn't look right, the same. Right, because they got yeah. back together. So she right. moved back in with Bet, and now she's moving out to a different place. But I don't think that, just like Tina, like, Tina doesn't have parents. <laughs> Tina doesn't have an address. <laughs> Tina is just, like, she's a vehicle for bet tina might not have a social security number like, she doesn't have a social security number for sure <laughs> tina like, seems like a ghost that just like uh-huh. appears yeah, she mm-hmm. is maybe a grifter we're not sure yeah it's possible if i was bet and jody came in in that robe i would want to like stick my arms around in like the, underneath inside her arms, the room you know yeah. I mean? and then yeah inside yeah. the room would go like that yeah and i would be like oh you're so cozy which wouldn't be sexual it would and just then, be fun yeah and then jody could say something like cute like you know like get in my robe and then like it would yeah. be like a reference to hustlers even though that movie hadn't come out yet <laughs> right but i foreshadowing yeah. foreshadowing a 12-year foreshadowing to a great film as usual this terrible fucking relationship um <laughs> Jody once again would like to go out, be amongst the people, enjoy life. Bet 
would like to, I guess she's mad at herself because she's dating Jody, but in love with Tina still. Yes. And cheated on Jody. And so she wants to somehow make Jody feel as bad as she feels mm-hmm. and make Jody really confused because she's not actually telling the truth about her feelings. She doesn't really want to sit in the garden and read the paper. Like Jody, first of all, wants to go to the planet. And then and Beth's like, why don't you go to the planet and be at another podcast? Which, come on. The word podcast shook me to my <laughs> oh, core yeah. because I was like, what year is this? When did uh-huh. podcasts start? And the way they said it, they said it like it was a new word. Yes, they did. They yeah. were like a podcast. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is a new concept. And by the way, it's not a podcast. It's a video show. <laughs> it's a video show that they call a podcast. Seriously. It's Alice on it's camera at the uh-huh. planet interviewing people in the middle of the day, their busiest time of day, uh-huh. doing an interview Stop for it. video, but calling it a podcast. Podcast. What it's a blast I mean, I, It took me out of my seat when I heard the word podcast. <laughs> well, they said it like it, they had never heard it before. <laughs> yeah, they were yeah. like a podcast. Right. <laughs> yeah, like someone's parent would be like, oh, you and your little blog, you know, yeah. like, be in your little podcast with Alice. Yeah, the, the line about the podcast was so weird. And, but it's not even the worst thing she does or says in this conversation. No, but also like what happened on the podcast that upset her? She was talking about her sex life. I think it was Jody saying that uh, she topped Bet the night before. The whole thing was bad. Just, this whole scene was like Bet full of self-loathing Ew. and being confused and just making Jody feel horrible. And it was hard to watch. I was just like watching it. I was like, Jody, run. Like, get the <laughs> yeah. fuck out of there. It was so emotionally unkind. Yes. Because it, it yes. just gave Jody a sense of generalized discomfort with the dynamic, but without any kind of specifics as to what was going wrong. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which is the worst thing you can do yes. to a person. Yeah. It's it terrible. It is. It's like awful. cheating is bad, but the emotional terrorism that you that yeah. you like put around the cheating is this part that really ends up like hurting and also fucking with you and the yeah. way that you think yeah. about yourself and your life for the rest of your life. You okay, Reese? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you end up insane forever. You know. Um, some people. So, no. Some people. Hypothetically, some people. Some people do. Yeah. But it was actually honestly very realistic in that regard. Like I it agree. was, yes. it was like a very realistic, like sort of emotionally abusive situation circling around somebody cheating and trying to make you feel like it's, you're the one who did something wrong right. about something, you know? Yeah. It was maddening to watch. Yeah, it really was. Yeah. And Jody's just like in love with her mm. and like, let's do yeah. something together. Let's go to yeah. the beach. I don't know. Like, what do you want it? Like, she's trying to like make Bet feel better. It was like, yes. ah. Oh. <sighs> And it was like, the only thing that will make her feel better is if you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go. Just leave. Oh, shit. Oh. So we go to the planet because you know what? Tina really, really wanted to go to the planet anyway because she was out of yeah. milk. And that's what you do. She wanted and pancakes and so did Alice and Shane. So now Tina and Angie and Shane and Alice are having breakfast at the planet. And it's... And Tina is wearing a shirt. <laughs> What shirt was she wearing? I don't even remember. It is it not... the blue one? It's like a black, like it's a tank, tank top sort oh. of like this, but with a bow tie, oh, a white right. bow tie. Yes. Okay, that you was... You know, I kind of liked it, I did. weirdly. Oh my God, Eden. explain that. I I would not be able to pull it off. I'm going to tell you that right now. A right. higher neckline doesn't work for me. When I was like 15, my mom told me, you really need to only be in a V-neck. And that's okay <laughs> with me. 
Wow. That neckline is not compatible with me, but I didn't mind it. I thought it was fine on her and it was not the most offensive shirt she wore in the episode. Agreed. The stir fresh scene shirt was much worse. I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's going to Phyllis's tonight for the party. But what party? They didn't tell us what the party is for. We never never know why this party is is happening. (laughs) There's always a reason for the party. (laughs) It's like an owl party. A what? Older, wiser lesbians. Oh. Oh. You know what I think? Because I had the same thought. I think that our shelter in place brains are (laughs) have the chemistry has changed that we're like okay but what was the specific purpose for a party because you don't just throw a party like there has to be very much a lot of planning I think she literally just like the same way that they're always together she just threw a party like it really was apropos of nothing yeah yeah, you're right. My wow. brain is worms and has no idea why people leave the house. <laughs> right. Because I, I was like, what is this party for? What is the occasion? Yeah. I was like, is it her birthday? No one's saying happy birthday. Right. What is this? Because like, oh, it's just to hang out. Because Joyce threw her a coming out party a few episodes yeah. ago. And so I was like, right. now she's having it, the same party again, but without Joyce. Totally. Yes. And it's at her house. <laughs> yeah, that's the difference. She's like, it's a coming in party. So I'm, I'm coming back in to my yeah. house, but, the, but yeah. everyone's invited, but not Joyce. But not Joyce. Yeah. Sorry, Joyce. And then fucking Bet has changed her clothes. Oh my God. And gotten her phone and is calling Tina and would Bet. like to know if she's still like to meet at the fucking planet. She has gotten rid of her girlfriend. No. Made her feel oh. terrible. Has uh-huh. changed into a cute little outfit, done her makeup yep. and is now ready. Yeah. And she's like, oh my God, like... Let's go to the planet. Mm-mm. And she's like, and also, Jody would have totally found out. Right. It's a public place. Yeah. They're constantly filming podcasts in there. Yeah. <laughs> the thing that really rubs me the wrong way about Tina and Bet is their everything. Um, I, I feel like if, let's say, Jody found out that Bet went to get pancakes with Tina at the planet, they'd be like, oh, well, we wanted to spend time with Angie. Like they were absolutely using the daughter as yes. an excuse. It's like, should we call Mama B and tell her we yeah. ran out of milk? It's like, <laughs> should you not be bringing your toddler into your absolute <laughs> shenanigans with your ex? Oh my God, they're totally using her. Mm-hmm. Can the yeah. child be a child? <laughs> no, she's going to be stuck in their shenanigans for the rest of her life. Poor Angelica. Poor just wants someone to rescue her from their craziness. She does. Well, and then poor little Angie sees that there are rats on the floor, (laughs) which she thinks are puppies. So many rats. Puppies. I'm going to have to call you back. Those are fucking puppies. Because obviously Don Dunbo found some rats and put them in the planet so the planet would fail their health inspection. And Kit is like, oh, my God. Can I just say, I'm angry that we were robbed of a scene where Don Denbo is skulking around (laughs) with like a cage of rats and like Uh opens the thing and is like, go be free. (laughs) Like that would have been amazing. Agreed. I really needed to see her lifting the door on a cage. The latch. Yeah. Like, oh God, that would have been so funny. And then she probably would have done like a villain laugh because she's just like a cartoon character. Yeah, exactly. But then we would have had less time to go to the gun range and see <laughs> every person who's at the gun range, like 75 people. We know eventually we're going to get to Kit 
And five years later, we get to Kit. And guess what she's doing at the gun range? Shooting her gun. Has anyone ever filmed a scene in a gun range that did not open with the tracking <laughs> shot that goes behind every single person that's at the gun range and lands on no. the person we're here to see? I've, I feel like it's a law that you have to do it that way. I think it is a law. Yeah, it's part of the Second Amendment. You have a right to bear yeah. arms, but if you're doing it in a film, you, <laughs> you have to have, have, to have that shot. First. Yeah. yeah. Incredible. Mm -hmm. It's also, it's implied that it's like related to what just happened, but like, is she going to like, she's going to shoot the rats? I was like, <laughs> I was like, is, is Kim going to kill Dawn? <laughs> right. Like what's the, what's the connection? Yeah. She's here. I love that. Like she's with the inspector. He's like, you're getting shut down. She's sad. Shane comes in. Shane's like, I've got a theory. A theory. And then it just cuts to <laughs> the gun range. Uh-huh. Like narratively, this doesn't actually make any sense. Like we know what's going on, but like the way this is stitched together is very confusing. I hope she shoots all the rats. I'm kidding. I, yeah. I, I don't want to advocate for rat violence. I stand with the rat community, and <laughs> I think rats are gross. I'm gonna I'm gonna speak up for them because okay. they can't speak up for themselves. In the way the Lorax spoke for the trees, yeah, exactly. Yes, yeah. yes, of course. Yeah, of course. Then we go to Phyllis's big big party. She got 400,000 tea lights and they're floating in the pool. There are, there was a shot of many, many tea lights uh, in different color little holders floating in the pool. Oh, wow. So, so many that later when people are like jumping in the pool, I was worried. It looked very scary. Like it was too yeah. much pyro for people to be also swimming. Yeah. They were very cavalier about it too. They're just, are you sure it wasn't just the reflection of Beth's shirt in the water? I mean, I guess because it's possible. She was wearing, it was like a shirt, but then it looked like she had sort of like a baby carrier over it. That <laughs> mm -hmm. was all gold sequins. And it wasn't a baby carrier. It was part of the shirt yeah. somehow. It was but complicated. I honestly don't understand. That shirt was cold blooded for 2005 though. I was like, <laughs> I, I have shirts like that. I had shirts like that. That shirt, 2008. Like, that shirt is speaking my language in 2005. <laughs> There's moments of the fashion on this show where I'm like, that's so hideous. And it's absolutely what I was wearing at the time. It's like too accurate. And it's, I'm feeling personally attacked. <laughs> Jody's not here. Um, so Bet and Tina are going to get out of there. Yeah. Ladies. You know what I was stunned by? The, <laughs> the way that they portrayed women over 35. Oh my God. Yeah. It was like. Doing a cha-cha line around. I was like. Oh my God, these women are like, they are, they are raking them over the coals with this portrayal. <laughs> it was so funny. It was so, it was truly written so perfectly because it was so funny, but I was like, oh my God. I was like, when I was, you know, 19, 20 watching this, I was like, look at those old like losers or whatever. Now I'm watching yeah. it. Like I am those women. That's me. Yeah. Yeah, that's me. And I'm doing, unfortunately, the same things I did at parties when I was 25. <laughs> so there's no need for them to scale up in this manner. Yeah. Oh, my God. You know, like they're they're excited about possibly Phyllis is, gets on the diving board, takes her shirt off, and everyone is excited for her to take her bra off. That's what people are excited about. Yes, everyone's excited. But then her daughter mm -hmm. Molly shows up and starts yeah. freaking out. Yeah, which was you don't get to see Sybil Shepherd's boobs for whatever <laughs> her salary was for that show. I don't think I was like, there's no way we're not going to see Sybil Shepherd's boobs. No, no way. Yeah. They didn't have didn't have Sybil Shepherd topless money. Mm -mm. No, <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, but then Molly shows up, her daughter in real life and on the show. Indeed. 
and she is yelling at her mother. Mother! She's like, mother, yeah. what are you doing? Which is a fair question. Yeah, yeah. it is a fair if question. you did not hear the doorbell ringing off the freaking hinges right. exactly. when all 200 people at the party showed up. Like, she came out like, what is all this? As if there was uh-huh. any way she didn't know a party was already happening. Like, the only way she would not have known is if she wasn't home all day and mm-hmm. just uh-huh. arrived at that moment, mm-hmm. which I guess is possible. I think she did. Okay, yeah. because I also she thought she was, college or she was like home. And so like she would have known definitely that there was a right. party. No, that's when she arrived. She arrived home from wherever she wherever was. Wherever College USA. Straight spills. So why would Phyllis plan that party for the day her daughter was coming home from college? That's a good question. It's a great question. And um, and maybe if we knew why the party was being thrown, we could be able help. to, you know, fill yeah. in those blanks. But we don't know why there's a party happening. Speaking of things that are inappropriate, <laughs> we go to Tina's where Tina has is pulling the classic seduction move of a hot pot of tea, yeah. a plate of 17,000 lemons the most uh, lemons. And More lemons mugs. than you would need yeah. for two people. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's pretty much, that's right out of the playbook. You want to seduce a woman, hot tea. Hot tea. Um, 12 yeah. lemons. Yeah. Sliced. They're going to sit at a little table and they don't know what to do with their feelings. Yeah. Um, she adores Jody, but it just doesn't compare to what it's like to make love to a paper plate <laughs> named Tina. And then we cut to um Ben and Tina having sex again. Wait, I want to say one thing. I really like yeah. that camera move where it transitioned from <laughs> oh, them yeah. at the table to them in bed. That was, was awesome. So good. It was so so good. I was like, oh, y'all did that. I like <laughs> made a sound. I was like, oh <laughs> it was so slick. It was so cool. And it wasn't, it was so slick, but it wasn't um, too self-referential. Like, right. It wasn't too proud of itself that yeah. took you out of the scene. It just was so artful. I was like, oh, okay, I love that. It was yeah. very well done. And it was like a Good flex job. without being without being like, it's a flex, you know? Exactly. <laughs> Which is yeah. like, perfect. So perfect. good good job, Eileen Shaken. Good job. Was it Feist that they were listening to? Oh, I was not paying attention. Shit. It was feisty. Whatever it was, it sounded like it could have been feist. And it was a better song than they had the earlier. Other yeah. The yeah. Stir Fry scene had bad music, but this was better. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Have they ever had sex twice in one episode before? They're really into it. They're lo- yeah, they really are they attracted to each other. Good for them. Good for them. They're having sex. They enjoy it. They miss each other. I'm mad at them for being terrible, cheating, terrible people, but good for them, I guess. Mm-hmm. My summation of them in this moment, I just wrote, Bet is a mess, but Tina is a drip. <laughs> I just, I, I was like, That's I so accurate. Don't root for either of them because nope. they're both uh-huh. so burdensome as uh, human beings. But Very exhausting. I just was like, I guess. Yeah, like, I guess this is happening. I do feel at the time that I was like, this is exciting as it's like, when I watched it the first time, I was totally. like, this is an exciting storyline. Like it's exciting. Right. Like Ben and, <gasps> oh my you know, God. Cheat, yeah. Like Ben and Beth's cheating with Tina. Are they going to get back together? And it was exciting. It is an exciting storyline. It's just hard now to watch it and be like, wow, Bet is really, 
Yes. Now in my advanced age, it's um, <laughs> far more annoying to watch. Where I'm just yeah. like, what are you doing? <laughs> but it's still, it's still like titillating. Yeah. yeah. How dare they fall asleep? Bet leaves at four a.m. Tina's like Jody would be so devastated, which I feel like is not her line. That should be Bet's line. And then Tina's like, we have to both take the time to figure out what each of us want or whatever, yeah. which is good for Tina to be like, uh, we have to figure out for ourselves. But also like that's great for Jody to kind of be on the sidecar while they're doing that. Yeah, I know that's um, super that's fun cool. for her to just be like along for the ride, but not really mm-hmm. there and like not mm-hmm. actually yeah. knowing what's going on. It's so, so yeah. yeah, it's fair to her as a person for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's it's respectful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And treating her with such dignity mm-hmm. and respect that she deserves. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, guess what? It's the first day of filming. Oh, man. In Los Angeles, oh, California. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. You know what you love when you work in TV and film is boy. when the director hasn't met anyone on the crew until the day they show up to set. Oh, my God. And then they got mad at the guy for not knowing who. She was. I was okay. Like, for, okay. I, uh, one thing I will say, I have walked onto a set before where I was the director and like a PA was like, like didn't like pointed me in a different direction. And I was like, Oh, but I wasn't an asshole about it. Right. I was just right. like, I just walked away, found the, the, the like p- the producers, like the people yeah. I did know. And I was just like, I'm here, but that has absolutely happened to me before. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> Oh, that, uh, so that part I was like, mm, cute. It was, um, I mean, again, they really are knocking it out of the park with getting so many of those dynamics correct. Because mm-hmm. I imagine that a lot of the people who work on that show have been in that position where yeah. it's like people, they thought they were, you know, background actors or some, anything that didn't, you know, give any indication that they were like a creator or writer or right. whatever. So I love that they included that. Yeah. So Adele is like teaching Jenny how to be a director, basically, um, which is yeah. just terribly upsetting. Again, I'm still angry that Jenny got this job 12 years ago. And yes, I know she is a fictional character. <laughs> um, and then there's that moment where Jenny's like, how do you know all of this? You've never been on a set before. And then Adele is like, oh, I, I was here at 430 for the load in. So I like familiarized myself with everything. And I was like, I mean, that might be true, but I also think that what is actually tr- probably true is that Adele is just being a schemer. Uh, yeah, she's a liar. I, I, yeah. Yeah. I think she was there at 4.30, but I also think she's been in film sets before. Yeah. Yes. And I don't think her dad was a traveling salesman. Oh. Okay. Bold stance. Speaking of people who are unprofessional and inappropriate, <laughs> um, we go to Phyllis's office for... Comp- Phyllis is terrible at her job. She never seems to be doing her... I mean, I don't know how to be a she vice is chancellor, like a but, child. but she's never she's doing a horrible manager. Yeah, yeah. Very bad manager. She has got Bet and Jody in her office, which they assume that they're there to talk about this scandal with the soap gun and Jody's student. Yeah. But no, they're there because Phyllis would like Jody and Bet to show Molly that lesbians are normal are people, normal people <laughs> and that they're not promiscuous and debauched lesbians who take she's, their bras off which is perfect because again bet has never taken her bra off, exactly so she would be so a perfect, she's the right person for this you know that there's no chance of that happening yeah this is a really inappropriate ask of your employees like hugely inappropriate hugely. <laughs> wildly inappropriate and then she just like casually switches back to talking about like anyway the board's out for blood like yeah, <laughs> like, what the fuck? yeah. 
She's like, oh, right, and that thing too, huh? One of you will lose your job. So yeah. where are you going to take her? So <laughs> what What do you Who's guys, do you guys want to take Molly maybe to the planet? <laughs> yeah. about She-Bar? And so Molly like is there. She shows up. Dressed like a lesbian. Dressed like a court stenographer lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, yeah, I know. She's short in the wrong room. <laughs> yeah, I'm here to turn. Oh, this is okay. Sorry. Um, and uh, Jody says that she will resign. Yeah, she's like, it's fine. I loved the student's piece. I thought it was brilliant, but it's jeopardizing your job, and it's okay because I have you. Oh, ah, that, <laughs> that made me. Oh, me too. Don't, Jody, don't. No, I was like, no. That was bad. Oh. Yeah. We go back to set where we are already an hour and a half behind. This is realistic. Day one. You are almost always an hour and a half behind all the time, especially on day one and especially in the morning. That's just very real. So Nikki's not here. She's in her costume and she's been to hair and makeup. So she's refusing to come to set, maybe? I think she was, yeah, she was refusing to come to set. And after she doesn't want to hold the sprig. Right. Which is yes. Like, yes. Right. So then Jenny is, again, I just think we all should point out that Jenny has never directed before. And uh-huh. her assistant was telling her where craft service was 90 minutes ago. So, um, you know, it's very bad watching. She's not good. She doesn't know what she's doing. Um, she doesn't even know how to say action. She doesn't. Um, it's like this lights, camera, action. It's it, in the name of the it, episode. Hello. It's um, in the name of the episode. Duh. And Nikki's line here is funny, though, about the plant. Okay, so you're going to be sniffing this. Yeah, I don't know why I'd be holding that. I mean, it's stupid. Because um, Tina gave it to you out back by the pool, and we just rehearsed it. Yeah, so. I know, but who walks around with a plant for no reason? I mean, why would I still be carrying it around? Jenny, oh my God. Nikki's line about the plant was great. Um, a, a part where she uses the R word. That was yeah. not great. Oh, yeah, that, that was, was a little bad. bit later. I was like, oh, remember 12 years ago when people said that on television? <laughs> Fuck. My yeah. word. Another Yeesh. word that truly sent a chill up and uh-huh. down my spine uh-huh. simultaneously both I, like, ways. recoiled from the television. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> but this was the world. You know, this was the world. Nikki doesn't want to carry a plant for no reason. I agree. What's the motivation the for holding the plant? Jenny is having a problem directing Nikki. Nikki is not receiving Jenny's direction. There is like zero. There's like clearly a conflict here. And so yeah. Nikki storms off the set to her trailer. Jenny comes in. Nikki is sulking. And um, Nikki's like, we hooked up. And now you're just treating me like some random actress. Like you don't even know me. <laughs> uh, and she yeah, hates exactly the necklace. Like she she doesn't even care about the necklace. A stupid necklace. Uh, yeah. David Yerman yeah. necklace. And um, Jenny kisses her in an attempt to get her to, you know, warm up or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, then we realized that Nikki's miked. Yeah. Yeah. I just um, want to say real fast that before, right before she starts off set, there's a great little exchange where she says the line wrong. And then Jenny's like, you're saying the line wrong. You have to remember that she's from the Midwest. She's naive. She's never met a lesbian before. And then oh, Nikki right. says. <laughs> I mean, everybody knows that lesbians are having babies all over the place, Jenny. Right. But the character in my script has just arrived to L.A. She's from the Midwest. She's naive. She's never met a lesbian before. She's never met a lesbian before? 
What about Ellen and Portia? I mean, did she not have a TV? <laughs> <laughs> like, I can think of two lesbians. I just named them. That was weird. Does she know about Joyce yeah. Wishnia? Ellen, Portia, come on. Joyce, yeah, Joyce Wishnia, the lawyer. Anyway. <laughs> the famous lawyer. Back to where we were. Nikki's mic, they start going at it. And again, Nikki is very much mic'd. Mm-hmm. So we cut back to set where we see oh. our sound mixer who's got his headphones on. He's like, what? What? Hello? What is happening? Yeah. Uh, and you know, a bunch of people have, have contacts <laughs> on that set. So we got, Tina's got headphones. Aaron's got oh. headphones. Adele. Why does Adele have? I mean, okay, sure. Adele has headphones. Schemer. Yeah. She just schemed her way into those headphones. So now they all know what's going on. And it's Mm -hmm. um, horrifying. (laughs) Yeah. Everyone's reactions. Impulse was to continue listening (laughs) and not to say, oh, wow, this is absolutely none of my business and deeply inappropriate. Let me remove the headphones from my ears. That was oh, shocking. Yeah. They were just like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I'm still listening. Couldn't they have turned just off her mic volume? or whatever? Yes. yes. That's usually what. They could have closed her mic. Yes. they. That is what you're supposed to do. Though she did storm off set in a hurry, I guess. Right. Maybe. But the protocol not is mic. when we are not shooting, the mics are not on. Well, William's here. Well, oh, good. Or William has arrived. omelet. <laughs> And Adele introduces herself to William and says that Jenny's sleeping with Nikki. And then she weaves this weird little tale. Oh, my God. Adele the scammer. To her credit, she is quick on her feet. She is. She She really is. She is. All scammers are, though. Mm -hmm. That's true. (laughs) She was a scammer. So Adele says that Nikki was lukewarm on the film suddenly and that Jenny convinced her to be in it by becoming her lover. Um, and which is, and that's great because that's, first of all, definitely like that's permanent. You know what I mean? Like making someone your lover. Absolutely. They're in the film for life. You know, Mm -hmm. that's like a solid, (laughs) you're shooting the film for life. You are together for life. Everything's fine. Yeah. Collaborators for life. For life. Yeah. As a solution, becoming someone's lover is always like number one. Because it's not volatile. It's very stable. Right. Exactly. There are no emotions involved. It's purely Mm -hmm. transactional. It's. Yeah. It's free. Truly foolproof. It's free. Absolutely. Yeah. No. It's the best plan always. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so somehow he sort of is like, okay with it. Yeah. No, he is absolutely like Adele, like fixed it. Like she like, yeah. created yeah. a situation and fixed it in a second. And then Aaron and Jenny and Tina show up and Aaron <gasps> uh-huh. is so mad. He is so mad, always mad. He's always mad about something. And That's what happens. Jenny's baby voice. Oh my God. <laughs> I left my body. Oh, there she is. Come and give your Hello. daddy a hug. He's being so mean to me. Mean? Don't you be mean to my baby. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's the watch. I'm wearing it. That's the I watch I got mm. for you. Yeah. Oh, you are really something else. That little Nikki Stevens. Her movie hasn't even opened yet, and already she's out of control. Well, she's a bit <laughs> fragile. Well, if there's anyone who can take a fragile person and glue them back together, I think that would be you. I was like, she has to die today. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, my God. 
Oh, when a man God. refers to himself in third person as as a daddy, I don't care for that. I'm not a big fan of that. Don't be it. mean to my baby. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, and she was like, mm, man. Yeah, she's like throwing yeah. a temper tantrum. Can you imagine being Tina in this moment? Truly. Like, uh, but you know what? Again, I was like, honestly, Jenny's a smart one. She knows how to write the ship. Mm-hmm. As absolutely abhorrent as she is, yeah. she played that one absolutely correctly. I wanted yeah. to absolutely drop kick her when she started <laughs> doing it, but I was like, I have to but respect it worked. The, the effort. Yeah. Yeah. It worked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we go back to so set. to a great start. Oh, yeah. This film, day one of the film is going great. And also no that means everyone, everyone inside is like, oh, this is like a good, this is like a professional set and there's no like weird power dynamics or yeah. anything. Like no, we don't no, all have nothing to weird's happening here. around Nikki because we're worried about what it'll do to our relationship with Jenny. Like it's totally fine. No, exactly. Like hundred percent fine. Everyone is like, no this is super chill yeah. and there are no issues on the set. Yeah, Very like, professional. 10 she, out of 10 would show up tomorrow. Her. So we go back to set where Alice is hosting her podcast from set. I just, mm-hmm. I just... <laughs> Can I just point out that Shane, Shane, the hairstylist to the stars, the group's on-hand hair hairstylist, is doing finishing touches on Alice's ponytail. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did the ponytail need uh-huh. finishing touches? I don't think it did. I don't think it did. But either. that just shows Shane's level of commitment as no a friend as a stylist. Exactly. She's yeah. a perfectionist. She said she no style is there's no such thing as a small hairstyle. Exactly. <laughs> she rolled up with a suit with her roller bag suitcase with all of her gear and just adjusted the ponytail. Gave it a little flip. Yeah, she was like, you know, <laughs> yep. <laughs> so Alice is crying, but trying to pull it together because Max is going to film her for the video podcast. Mm-hmm. And they're here because they're it's the first day of filming the big gay film and they are going to apparently interview Nikki. This really strikes me as one of those moments where you just show up thinking that that's what's going to happen, but you did not clear that with anybody ahead of time. Yeah, I'm like, you're not going to interview Nikki. They're already running an hour and a half behind, and then she had to love her. Yeah, like, be a love, have love. Now we're you at know least I just two realized hours what? I think this is the first episode we've had since 301 where nobody said anything mean to Max. Oh, that's oh. good. Oh my God, you're right. I bet they cut out something where Alice was like, fuck you, I'm Max. I'm sure they cut something out. Yeah, you know, something, something or like something transphobic. Wow. Max really takes a takes a a, a real tough beating yeah. uh, in many ways. Yeah. So I'm uh-huh. glad he's getting a bit of a, a this rest. Is seriously, rest like, yeah, this the is seriously the one episode where no one's mean to him. Small, his mini holiday is this one episode. We don't know. He might have had other stuff to do. And, and Alice might have been like, get your camera. We're going. We're going to uh-huh. set. And he might have been like, but I'm working on the truck. My Remember one time we saw him work on a car? Maybe he was doing mm-hmm. that. Yeah. I know. That's when he was wearing the cute little jumpsuit, like the that cover all thing. Suit, yeah. I like that. So now there is a group of neighbors that are trying to shut down the film. <laughs> so uh-huh. you can't do that, right? Well, okay. They have permits. Well, yes, they have permits. But also, I don't know if it's a requirement everywhere or if it's just in certain cities. Because I know in like Pasadena, there's like a lot of extra rules and things like that. So I don't know neighborhood to neighborhood if it's different but not only do you have to get permits but you also have to canvas the neighborhood and tell everyone what's that what's coming so they mm-hmm. would have been notified already really yeah but um, in new york i would just like go outside and they'd be filming law and order well, it's and different like, in okay. every state and every city yeah. there's different rules but like 
and I don't know if it's all of LA, but I know in like, cause I filmed up in like Pasadena or Altadena and it was like a very intense neighborhood situation where like our like producing team had to like go house to house and like get everyone to be okay with us being there, even though we had permits and we wow. had paid for the fucking permits, which are ridiculously expensive. Wow. But like, there's always people that are like, you're trying to film, like, fuck you. Like, there's always going to be that. Oh, so this is normal? I, kind of. Uh, yeah. Uh, it depends on the situation. It just, yeah. but it's not uncommon. It's not like it wouldn't happen. It was um, definitely uncommon for Don Dembo, someone who <laughs> does not live in the neighborhood, to that have was... rallied the troops. Yeah. And she's like, oh I'm, I'm upset about the lessing representation in this film. And they're like, you don't even live here. She doesn't even um, go here. <laughs> So Don Denbo hates the script. Finally, uh-huh. something Don Denbo and I agree on. So Alice comes over and Shane and Max and and they're like, oh God, this is just Don Denbo. She's just stirring up shit because she hates us. Yeah. Alice is like, you're a rat fuck. Um, Which solid burn. Sick yeah. burn, Alice. So, yeah. Shane is like, hi, Cindy. Yeah. And then she's and like, like, don't talk to my girlfriend. Don't talk to my girlfriend. The Don Denbo like recurring Shane don't talk to my girlfriend bit. I laugh every time. I love it. Yeah. It's a great I love it. It's so it's good. so funny. It's great. Um, and then William shows up in his limo and he's like, we'll just pay them off. Okay. My question is, wasn't he already there or is that how they transported him from? from no, because from where those, when they said there's, yeah. when they said there's, there's like, from like a problem over there. They're like, yeah. we got to get into a limo. They said they had to get in the limo. Yeah. I think that <laughs> instead of walking or like a golf cart, golf he cart. went in his limo to go from like catering to set, which is that yeah, incredible. So we go to the hair and makeup trailer, which yeah. is empty, which I find quite hard to believe in the middle of production. Mm-hmm. That would not, that would not be empty, but whatever. Um, and Shane is, Finally cutting Adele's hair. Um, <laughs> Adele knows exactly what she wants. She she describes Jenny's haircut to Shane, uh-huh. who cuts Jenny's and hair. Like, and then Shane's yeah. like, oh, so like Jenny's hair. And she's like, no. <laughs> I don't think, did I say that? I don't think I said that. No, I said, I said, I want my hair like Jenny's. Exactly. It's the Adele. Yeah. Because it's on my yes, head. Yeah. Because it's on my yeah. head. It's called the Adele. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and Shane's like, okay. Yeah. Yikes. But yeah, okay. Shane is a little like, yikes, but okay. And um, uh-huh. this is like the time where they all went to the recording studio with, with Kit, like where literally every single member of the cast had to show up, mm-hmm. which yeah. is insane. I, I wrote in my notes, the lack of professionalism <laughs> jumped out. Like, I was like, <laughs> who has all of their friends on set like this? Also, they all well, hate Jenny. Her friends. Like, yeah, they hate like Jenny, and they, they also hate her. don't like the way that they're being um, portrayed. portrayed in this movie. Why are they allowed? No. And yet well, here they are. Tina. Well, it's because Tina. So right. Kit and Bet are coming to set, and mm-hmm. Kit talking about guns. is talking about how she's thinking of getting a gun, and Bet is like, "No," and I'm like, "Oh, don't tell Bet, but she already didn't. She already buy the gun. Yeah." We saw her buy the she gun. She bought the like, gun last, last, episode. last episode. Yeah. Or no, two episodes. Because you don't have to have a gun. You can like just go to the gun range and like use a gun. That's yeah. yeah. I'm in the episode. They provide. Yeah. They, it's right? not okay. BYO gun. Yeah. BYOG. <laughs> she bought a gun in um, the episode we have with Shelly. 504. Yes. yes. 504. So she bought yeah. the gun. Right. Tina's um, excited to show Bet and Kit around the set. And then she also tells 
forget that Jenny is fucking the star. Or should I say, she's fucking herself. Wow. In more ways than one. Exactly. Oh, exactly. So then Max <sighs> notices that Jenny's hair is currently on Adele's head. Uh-huh. Yeah. And Adele gives Max the same answer, which is, oh. No, I think it's my hair. It's, it's yeah. mine. She's like, Shane, and Shane, it was Shane's idea. She insisted. Yeah. I was like kind of uncomfortable with it. And like, but Shane, Shane really like made me do it. Right. Yeah. Which I love that Max is still on the case. Like Jenny has been terrible to Max. Max's storyline this is season doesn't exist. Like his storyline is figuring out what's going on with Adele now. Which is much he's better like, than it was last season. He's like the, the Hardy boys is Max. Like he is on the case. He's on the Adele case. And even glad. though last episode, Jenny tried to humiliate him yeah. by telling Adele that he had done a backroom check on her. Max is so not horrible. letting up. Max is not letting up. And he's like, that's Jenny's hair. And Adele's like, no, it's Shane's idea. And then when they're sitting with Ooh. Kit and Alice, they're like, hey, Adele has Jenny's hair. And Shane's like, yeah. She insisted on getting the Jenny haircut. And Max is like, that's not what she told me. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I also want to point out that mm-hmm. Alice is wearing one of those little um, iPod shuffles clipped to her shirt. And I <laughs> yes. had that exact same iPod shuffle. And I <laughs> loved that thing. That was great for like wow. the gym. That was <laughs> optimal for it the gym. It looked very light and, and very it light. Weighed so it could go with you nothing. anywhere. It, it <laughs> had a clip built into it. You just clip. Clip it somewhere. It was amazing. I love that. Wow. I I had a nano. Oh yeah. No, I, I just too. had that little one. Yeah. So that's that's kind of yeah. it, right? Well, well, Bet says that she thinks the film will be great because Tina's producing it, but Tina has no power or control over anything. So no, she seems to have zero control over anything that is happening. But a solid try from Bet to earn some points. Yeah, she. Yeah, she was. She digging. was reaching. Yeah. <laughs> I am curious about um, how Helen is going to be a part of the plot of this film because she wasn't in season one and this film seems to be about season one. I just can't get over that all Jenny did was take the A off the end of her name. But also Bev, like, is that a name? <laughs> it is, but it sounds like... It sounds like a different person. Than yeah, Beth. like, yeah, Bet. Porter would never be named Bev. That just doesn't seem right. Like Nina instead of Tina, I could buy that. That doesn't. It's okay. Yeah. yeah, it's fine. Elise for right instead of Alice. That's just no. Silly. It's not the same. No, it's not. They should have named her like Starmite or something. Whoa, Star- that's or like, cool. Or like Unicorn Princess. Oh my god, like those that. would be memorable yeah. names. Like Sapphire. <laughs> yeah. Just the Steven Universe names. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. I changed Anything Beth's like name that. to Mickey Thor. Mouse. <laughs> yeah. She should have changed Nina's name to Donald Duck. And she should have changed Shane's name to uh, Pluto and made Shane the owner of the Pluto Cafe. Mm, now you're thinking. That's smart. That's smart. But co-owner with Cat. Cat. Is well, that it? Yeah, that was our episode. That's the episode. Okay, what did we think? Do we like this episode? Thoughts? Thoughts from the group? Um, I like it. 
I like yeah. it. I, I appreciate how it didn't, it gave us just enough of the development of the Adele storyline without parsing it out for too long. I personally liked it. I felt like it did a lot of plot advancement work and it mm-hmm. was quite funny. Yes, it was very entertaining. I love the meta. I, I I like love a thing that's about making a show or making a film. Same. Like I just get into that so much. So I enjoyed watching the like 12 different layers of meta-ness of their film <laughs> set. I thought that was fun. Um, yeah, I thought it was a funny episode. Um, we got to watch Bet try to make a stir fry and clearly set the house yeah, on fire. Burn down her mm-hmm. kitchen. Yeah. yeah. So that's cool. That's a tragedy. Arson, arson. Always. Arson, always. Yeah. But it is, this is the sixth episode, so this is the middle of the season. Yeah. And they are, they're putting a lot in motion in this episode, but in a way that's not like overbearing. Yeah. It feels like and, a midpoint. And things get so bad on that set that this is just, it, it, knowing yeah. what I know, if yeah. this is a great place for it to start, like they are telling you out the gate, this movie is going to go very it's poorly. It's going to be a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and they've kind of like reintroduced Molly, which is mm-hmm. good because like, yes. but they haven't really like made a big deal out of it yet, which is nice. Like they've kind of like are like slowly introducing her, which I feel like sometimes the show gets a little intense when they introduce a character and it becomes like, yeah, this character is suddenly the center of the universe. But I like that the Molly, it's like a rollout. There's like a Molly rollout, yeah. which I appreciate. Yeah. There was a part I forgot about like Shane where Shane said Molly was cute. Mm-hmm. So that's she how said, we oh, know that they're going to bang. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, Good to know. And yeah, I thought that it was like they it was funny. They took a lot of I say like half the storylines are funny. And then one of the storylines is sex. Cheating sex. And then one of them is Alice crying. Yeah. They were good sex scenes. There was no Tasha except for when Tasha left. And that was which is a loss. Yeah. Yeah. A a huge loss. loss. That's definitely a take some points away from me. Definitely. Mm -hmm. That's true. We need Tasha Um, back ASAP. So, yes, we all liked it. We liked it. It was a good episode. And what a nice little, we got a teeny break from transphobia for one. Yeah, no transphobia this week. week. No transphobia for one week. Good that for was the a show. Gift, good for us. I mean, it was us. nice for us. It yeah. was what nice. What a nice, yeah. a nice treat. Mm-hmm. My God, Lauren, thank you so much for being here with us today. This was so awesome. <laughs> thank you so much for being here with us today, Lauren. Thank you so much. <laughs> Um, where My can pleasure. people find you on the internet, etc.? Anything you want to plug, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera. Um, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at MSLAS. And um, I co-host a podcast with my sisters on Radio Andy, Sirius XM, Channel 102 on Fridays. It's a pop culture show called Smith Sisters Live. So people can listen to that. Is your whole family just like incredibly funny? Are your parents really funny too? Because you and your sisters funny. are so funny. That my parents are funnier than us by a long shot. Funnier? Oh my yeah. god. I can't really fathom that. That's a lot. They're very entertaining. That's incredible. Ah, I love that. My mom's not funny. <laughs> Your mom's my mom is gay, yeah. My mom's gay. <laughs> but it's funny how I made it sound like it was an insult. But it was just it was just the truth. <laughs> it's true. Mom's she is gay. gay. She is. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to To Ellen Back. You can find us on social media over on Instagram and Twitter. We are at To Ellen Back. You can also email us to ellenbackcast at gmail.com. And don't forget, we have a hotline. You can give us a call, leave a message. It's 971-217-6130. 
We've also got merch, which you can find at store.autotreadle.com. There's stickers, there's shirts, including a Bet Porter 2020 shirt, which is pretty excellent. Our theme song is by B. Steadwell. Our logo is by Kara Sykes. And this podcast was produced, edited, and mixed by Lauren Klein. You can find me on social. I am at Carly Tron. Reese is at AutoWin. Autostraddle is at Autostraddle. And of course, Autostraddle.com, the reason we are all here today. Autostraddle.com. All right. And finally, it's time for our L words. This is the segment of the show where we end things by simultaneously shouting out a random L word. Usually these have little to no relevance to anything we just recapped. Okay. Reese, you ready? Okay. One, two, three. Laisha Clarendon. Okay. Wait. Lauren, what did you say? Lemon because I'm drinking lemon water. Nice. Reese, what did I you say? I you say lemons because of all the lemons that were on the plate that Tina brought out to her with her oh, little tea party. That too. That as well. Her. Yes. Reese, what it, was your... It was a tea party, but then it became a tea party because it became party for Tina in her pants. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's impressive. What was your L word? I didn't hear what you said. Lomans. Lomans? <laughs> like, like the, the store? store? Yeah. Yeah, because of the because of the mall. I was gotta go to Lowman's. Love it. Gotta go to get a deal at Lowman's. I can't say Lowman's and not start talking like my grandmother. <laughs> I said uh, Laisha Clarendon because uh, once again I'm Carly's been doing SponCon for the WNBA. Yes, I was not asked mm. to uh, do this, but all my L words <laughs> for season five are related to the WNBA. Uh, Laisha Clarendon plays for the New York Liberty. New York Liberty was also one of my L words. And Love it. And they are the first non-binary player in the WNBA. They use all pronouns. And I was watching a game a few weeks ago. And one of the commentators, I believe a straight man, um, referred to them as as they them. And I thought that was so cool. I've never uh, heard any live sports being called with a non-binary person uh, and calling someone they or them. It was was really cool. and Leisha is also part of the WNBA Players Association and their Social Justice Council and has been so outspoken this season and like with like all the other like leaders in the WNBA and just like, oh, the WNBA is amazing. Sorry, I'm just like talking about them all the time, but I can't help it. <laughs> I just love it. Love it. How could you not? Ugh, so yeah. good. All right. Thank you all for listening. We'll Thanks, see you guys. next week. See you at the Emmys. See you at the... <laughs> Cable Ace Awards, where we will be honored for best video yeah. podcast. Uh huh. Best vid podcast. Vodcast. Vidcast. Vid. Vidcon. I think I'm gonna order a pizza. That's awesome. Bye. Bye. Topping, laughing, moving, fisting, fighting, fucking, crying, drinking, squirting, judging, ranting, camping, writing, thinking, scheming. This is the way. It's the way.